welcome back for episode two in the deep dive of the upside down oh through the upside down i'm already fucking up the title and it's only the second episode i am one of three hosts i am annie and what is it it? the other way hi i'm mr fuentes and this is all right so we are i want to jump into the first opening scene um we have to talk about this we see our man our wonderful wonderful officer alive not well but alive alive Alive. we get to see what happened after the whole the finale of mall fire or the finale of season three season three which hop is alive he is not well he is caught by the russians interrogated which they did some intense fucking interrogation they think he's involved with like you know obviously the government or something like that he knows somebody so so yeah it's pretty hardcore Fucking hardcore. Like they got a, a gas they put him in a gas mask and farted in it. And it was terrible. Stop. It was not <laughs> fart. They just cut off the circulation. This no, is no. not this is that not is, jackass. I'd no. rather deal with the circulation than the fart, man. That's just <laughs> no. <laughs> He's all this is Jim it's Hopper. Brutal shit. Them, them all, Russians are Jim, hardcore. Jim Hopper and this is Jackass. And you're watching Jackass, bro. Cue the music. Oh this my is God. Russian Jackass. We make people do stunts. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I was just happy to see him alive. Like, I knew he was alive. Like, everyone's like, nah, he's dead. You know he's dead. I'm like, nah. Hop is a real man. He's going to be alive. He's going to be doing some crazy shit. Honestly, that's what, like, yeah. That's what kills me is that, you know, some people are already theorizing, you know, who they think is going to die in this series. And I'm like, yo, like, no one really prominent has actually died in this series. Like, everyone that's died has kind of been like an inter- introduced character that you kind of got to know and things like that. But it hasn't been any of the kids. It hasn't been, you know, any of the teenagers. Uh, obviously, the main people, uh, Joyce, Hopper, and the uh, other guy with the with the bald head, I forget his name. Murray. Oh, Murray. Murray. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know they haven't killed him off. There's just a lot of people that are just building. You know, even they had a chance to kill Hopper, and he would have been a, and it would have been a justified like, you know, self-sacrificing ending, pretty much. Yeah. And we would have accepted it, you know. But they still brought him back, you know. Yeah. Um, but. I have to say, though, like when it comes to the deaths and everything, they give us a really good favorite character that's not on that's only with that season that time around and they kill them off in with it throughout the season. So, like, let's bring up Barb. Barb is one of them. Um, no one really liked her. It's okay. I loved Barb. Come on, <laughs> Barb wasn't the cool. Barb wasn't the cool kid, but she tried to shotgun a beer and cut her finger, and I felt bad. So I was like, "Man, Barb, you could have done it, but you fucked up, and then Devil Gorgon got you." But um, you would have shot a beer like Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been a okay, man. You would have been um, good, man. You would have been here right now. 
Yeah, you would have been shotgunning beers with fucking, <laughs> fucking Steve You'd be again, cool. Robin. You'd be cool with Steve. Uh, who was the second one that got killed off in season two? It was... Uh... Mm. Shit. Shit, shit. Because it was Barb. Okay, so I know it was Barb. It was Bob. Oh, Bob. Bob, Bob was go. season Bob, two. Bob, Bob, Bob. Uh, Joyce's uh, significant other at the time. That was, uh, that was really sad. That one really was heart-wrenching <laughs> was because sad. I was attached to him. Because he was like the cool, nerdy stepdad that yeah, was down Bob, for anything. What did they call him? Bob the Brain? Yeah, Bob the Brain. Yeah. It was so evil the way they did it too, because like he escaped, like you know, that uh, he escaped them, and like oh, like he's fine, but no, he gets attacked. Bah! Yeah. And I'm like, so no. Hard. Yeah, could you think like, oh shit, yeah, he's surviving. Oh well, there's yeah, Duffer Brothers being Duffer Brothers. So and then they did him dirty. They did him really dirty. And then the third and final one that we have. So I think I don't know if I'm missing anybody within think, those uh, deaths. Maybe maybe Lexi. Remember Lexi? Oh shit, that's right. Lexi. Lexi in season three oh, and Billy. Those are the two that are Billy, two deaths yeah, yeah. that are in the same season. Um, I think out of all four of them, Billy was like the hardest, not gonna lie. Honestly, yeah. his was the hardest because like going from season two to season three, like he was an asshole in season two. Mm -hmm. And then him being like the cool cool dad not cool dad but like kind of cool i'm gonna steal your wife like with mr wheeler oh, mrs wheeler <laughs> like uh hey come hit me up i know this hotel outside of town like we could chill i can show you some lessons like the backstroke and shit i'm like bro but you know i i give him the benefit of the doubt because he wanted to change and when he did that sacrifice to to l and save her away from the main mind player like that killed me and then seeing max's reaction killed me and i was just like y'all fucked up y'all messed me up with that one <laughs> now since we're on the topic of deaths we can go for this theory that they a lot of things that are going on on twitter and like facebook of a supposed main character that we love and we all know made no die. i don't even want to talk about it no, we're not <laughs> going to talk about it no they're saying that steve <laughs> it's not even time is to talk going about to it. be no yeah. it's gonna happen steve <laughs> is maybe the one that's going to die but my thing is, is that they have duffin brothers always like to kill off good characters so my thing is is that maybe maybe and maybe nancy like let's just sacrifice nancy you know but no it's not it, we all know it's probably going to be uh eddie maybe because you know the way that they release the photos that are going around right now is him on in the upside down with the fucking guitar going off like see but that makes me also think it's not him because they, they want to mislead you to think that it's going to be him I'm all, just fuck it. After the episode that happened with episode one, give him Lucas. I don't care right now. Give him <laughs> Lucas for being an asshole. I th I actually, that was actually one of my theories is that yeah. it's going to be Lucas. Oh, shit. Um, if it happened, I didn't I didn't spoil it already with this. Like, volume two's already out, and y'all already saw the two and a half hour fucking episode. It's not me. I promise. But, right? but yeah, I honestly think it may be, like, a main character from supposedly what it may be, whether it be the kids, may, Mrs. Like Wheeler. Be, I feel like it might be Murray. 
I'm gonna throw Murray out there. Oh, bruh. Murray. Yeah, I guess it could be Murray. I don't like. It would seem silly to kill Hopper Again. at this point, just because like, like why, why send them through all? I mean, I guess you could still dramatize the story, but you know, Joyce already had a a, a boy uh, a a mate that would look like it was going to be a good mate for her die, and then she's going to go all the way to Russia and then have another good mate of hers die, you know, or a possible mate of hers die. Like it's just too much for one person. Like it, that's just yeah. mean. Like I'm not saying, like it can't. Oh, you're right. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really but, dark. <laughs> but Murray definitely, he's he seems like he should. He's already lived a couple more times than he should have. Not the Taekwondo guy <laughs> that goes on Fridays at three. Like, come on, man. The guy that knows Russian that almost saved Lexi if he didn't go get a fucking corn dog. Like, okay, maybe he does deserve to die. After that corn dog incident, I don't know, man. Maybe you're that right. His fault. He wanted a corn dog. He's like, hey, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna go get some food. I'm yeah, gonna get there was just an fucking, like... fucking dies. Like, he could have taken Lexi with him. He's like, uh, you can play this yeah. game. Here's a couple tickets. I'm gonna go eat. Like, done. Yeah. But a little off topic, though, we're going to go in real quickly with this episode. So, like I said, we got Hopper alive. He's interrogated with the mask. He is in Russia um, with, you know, the stupid Russians that are going on right now. Um, we get a... We go back to California where we see Mike already there. Uh, touchdown. Um, he meets all the new friends, uh, especially Argyle that's reading him the filth on like his fake attire that he has and everything, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> we get also to Murray that comes into California as well because Joyce called him to talk to him. So it's really cool that they get to see um, a crossover, but they don't get to see each other. They just kind of cross paths in a way. That was a cool little shot, yeah. Where they yeah. them walking away to whatever they need to get in car, man. It shows Murray, you know, putting luggage in the taxi. That and he's all, cool let's shot. go. Yeah. It's do or die. Life or death. Yeah. And then uh, we get... Foreshadowing. Yeah, we get a foreshadowing a shadowing of everything. And then we get another flashback of Hopper going through the whole interrogation thing all over again, how the prison camp is, how they're treating him, which is shit. They give him the hose. And it's just real bad shape that they have Hopper in. But I feel like with him being a strong guy, he can handle it a little bit. Um, we go back to um, Jonathan and Argyle dropping him off at the rink Rinkle Mania. Uh, I feel like WrestleMania when I say it. Uh <laughs> At the skating ring that Elle wants to go to, we get a cute little moment with Josh. Well, not a cute little moment, but a, like an awkward moment with uh, jo uh, Jonathan and Will. Um, he's like, hey, have fun. And Will's kind of like, the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm just the third wheel here again. Like, he doesn't want to be there. He just the doesn't want to hang out. Third wheeler. <laughs> third wheeler. Um, but uh, we get them at the skating ring. Will is trying to ask him, like, hey, why are you fucking lying to Mike? You don't go to parties here. 
Bob's business party don't count. Like you don't have that much friends as you're saying. You know, yeah, and, and it's kind of sad because we get the reality of what Elle's really going through, and she's not telling Mike the full extent. And I was hoping mm -hmm. that Will was gonna use the line that she used in episode one that friends don't lie, friends but don't he lie. didn't use it. Um, then we go straight. Uh, we see a Angela. Mm pop in and she's like oh her friends are like oh it's gonna be a fun spring break we're gonna yeah, have she's got a, a boyfriend she got up. a boyfriend let's mess let's fuck with her let's do something i thought her name wasn't gonna be named we're gonna name her for this episode because there's a reason why we're gonna yeah, name her. there's a reason why we're gonna say angela's name i was thinking that too but i was like wait no never mind no nah, I, I gave the reason we're gonna name her because there's something that intensely happens in this episode that we want to talk about um honestly fun easter egg though in this scene with the with the wrinkle mania but uh, we'll get back to that here in a second because I'm jumping my guns because I'm looking at my notes. Um, so uh, there's, not, there's obviously like, at, the, at least in this episode, there's like five different stories happening kind of. Yeah, that's what I said. There's a total of four stories going on, going on as, well, three, no, four stories going on as we speak now. We have Hopper. We mm. have Joyce and Murray. We have, we have the kids Mike. at home. And then we have uh, Mike and L. So there's four yeah. different storylines that are going on, which I spoiled that on oh, the last and then episode. And then there's Nancy and the dude. Oh yeah, the so there is a total of five going on. And then, oh yeah, there's a total of five as we speak now. There's one more storyline that gets added on later into Why this episode. Five with six five, well, sit. Well, I said there's another one that's going to be added. Oh, on coming on. Okay. Gotcha. I know I, I can't count. I'm sorry, guys. Too much. Um, we get to see. Uh, oh, did I jump? Did I jump? What am I missing? Uh, we get the whole interaction with du with Dustin and my uh, and not Mike uh, with Max. Uh, they're talking about what Max saw that night because we hear everything that's going on of the conversation with Chrissy um, with the death of a, a high schooler like they don't name chrissy but everyone that's watching the episodes like we already know it's fucking chrissy you could just put it in the paper or whatever you could put it out there but uh we get nancy and her whole group of newspaper guys are like hey they're not really going to care about this game now because of the death that just happened so she's like let's go investigate let's go find out so her little investigating self goes to where Max lives at and where scene. Eddie yeah. is at, the crime scene. Um, lo and behold, Maxine's there, or not there, actually. She's already gone because she's going to go talk to Dustin and her friends and stuff about what she saw. And then we get Nancy trying to be Nancy Drew up in this bitch trying to figure out what's going on and why. Uh, we get a cute, cute, a weird cameo with... Uh, the police officer and Fred in the car because we get a back story of Fred that we never knew about, about why he has this little scar on his face. Um, starts bleeding whenever they start talking to him, Vecna or whatever the character yeah, that is. Really threw me off. <laughs> Cause I was like, what the hell is he talking about? I thought it was real life. And then it was like a fucking little scene like that scared the shit out of me. I was like, hold up, wait a minute. You ain't, you the boogeyman, man. Like, 
<laughs> it was real bad. Calling him a murderer. It's not a murderer. We don't know. Um, then we get Dustin and my uh, Dustin and Max talking about what happened. Max is explaining she, she saw, saw the lights. She saw yep. a body. She heard Eddie screaming. Dustin's like, he wouldn't do that to her because he's a cool guy. I hang out mm-hmm. with him all the time. We do D&D together. Then it's she just... mentioned she saw some other stuff after, you know, like the light flickering, the TV acting up. Uh, like obviously, him screaming. He looks outside, runs to his car, you know, in a panic, fear. So that's the thing she brought up to him, too, that, like, maybe, you know, he saw something. Like, yeah, Max was telling Dustin, like, you know, he's suspect number one because I saw what I saw. Like, he's the only one there with her. I yeah. Mean, honestly, I would have thought that, too. I mean, anybody would have thought that. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so that was pretty bizarre, you know, for them to, uh, Dustin to be like, oh, shit, like, something's about to, something's about to happen again in Hawkins. So, yeah. Um, he starts freaking out, so he goes to the movie, uh, the movie place, uh, the video store, the video store that uh, that Robin got Steve the job at, and uh, Steve and Robin are having a conversation. They talk about what movie they're going to put on, and they pick out a two uh, a two video VHS set to put double on. VHS. Yeah, double VHS. Um, talking about like. A lesbian lover, like you know, he's she's in love with this person, but he's in love with that. Like it, it's just, you know, talking to Steve in general because generally he generally fell in love with uh, Robin. Robin becomes a lesbian. We just, just just haven't seen it yet, but like you know, she likes girls. But um, we get Max and Dustin running in. Like, hey, we need to find Eddie like ASAP, and then they see that a whole thing that's going on in Hawkins with a high schooler dead. They're freaking out. And they said, you could pick any other day to come up at this video store, but not on the busiest Saturday that's going on right now. And they're like, we still need to use your phone. So they start calling all of Eddie's friends. They find out maybe Reaper Rick, uh, Reaper Rick is, uh, you know, back or maybe he's talking to him, but he's locked away. And then we get a cutback all the way to Wrinklemania again. Uh, L and Mike are skating on the dance floor, or not dance floor. They're um, they're just chilling. They're chilling. They're drinking a, a chocolate shake to be that. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> they were drinking a chocolate shake, and um, Angela comes in, swoops in like, hey. You know, bestie, let's go hang out. Let's go, let's go, let's go out there and go skate. You know, sad, sad, sad. Um, that's when Will starts freaking out and he's all, Yeah, Mike's just like, whatever, because like, you know, she told me that, oh, she has all these friends, whatever. So, like, Mike's like, "Ah, okay, cool, go have fun, whatever. And obviously, if you said Will is just, oh, he's just freaking out. So, yeah, he's like, she's been lying to you, friends don't lie, (laughs) friends don't lie. (laughs) He's all like, she's lying to you, man. He's all, what? Really? What do you mean? Uh, but I do have to give kudos, though, because one of my favorite songs actually played when they're out on the floor, when they do the cutscene. It's uh, one of one of my favorite wrestlers right now in AEW. It's Jungle. It's the Jungle Book oh, song awesome. yeah, yeah. that plays at the beginning of this, which uh, Mr. Tony Khan himself owns the right to that song now. 
Um, but uh, I was like, hey, man, he made money off of Stranger Things. That's that's a win-win, you know? They should have had um, an extra Jungle Boy. They should have. Imagine. <laughs> imagine him in the background just kind of there. But um, <laughs> we get uh, L in the middle of the skate floor. They play the song, notorious song Wipeout for the local snitch. And all these kids are skating around her, calling her freak. Ah! Just kind of making fun of her. And Mike and Will are just there sitting there like, letting it happen. Just sitting there letting it happen. Mike just looks at the DJ like, turn this motherfucker off. Like, you can't turn it off. And Will's just still sitting there like, like letting it all unfold. The music stops. Uh, dude's been useless for four seasons. Yeah, he gets kidnapped first first season. Second season, he's just like a vessel and doesn't do much to help. Actually, well, it's not really his fault, but it makes things worse. They do an exorcism but on him. That's what happens. Season three. I mean, what does he even do in that season? Was he even in that season? Like, he I don't was, even. I don't even was, remember but, him. But he was a little useful in it because he. Um, he told them what the mind flame was up to. Like he was, because he still senses because of season two, he has a little piece of that mind flame still there. But he knew that um, there was another host, but they don't know who the host was. So he couldn't get much detail, but he knows that something was wrong. So he was able to warn and tell them, which was the first time ever that he actually spoke up and not talked about D&D the whole time during the season was that, that moment. And then this season, it seems like he's more like scaled back and kind of shy. But also, too, it may be because Dude, if he just got a new will. haircut, everything would be better. Yeah, if he looked like Steve, <laughs> he would be fine, bro. Yeah, he would have I mean, the chicks. He would have the ladies. Look at that hair. Look Come at on. that hair. He's the hair of the season. Steve the Hair Harrington. <laughs> uh, one of my headphones just died. God damn it. So I'm trying another one. It's okay because your audio sounds really good now. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. <clears throat> there you go. Um, we get uh, them to stop the music, and it stops on the whole wipeout thing. They throw the fucking shape ah, at her. I hate that scene so much. <laughs> and it makes me so mad. She's like, "Hey, stupid! Didn't they tell you no food or drinks on their in the ring?" And I'm just like, "Oh, I just oh my god, oh, you want to smash your TV?" <laughs> But also, too, fun fact in this little scene, this is my little Easter egg that I found out. Um, If you notice when they're recording on the little video camera where one of the friends is recording, you see a date pop up. It's March 22nd, and it says 1986. Uh, If you go back to season two, after uh, the mind play is away from Will, um, (laughs) Joyce asks if you remember what today is, which is the date at that time was March 22nd. It's Will's birthday. Birthday, yep. So yep. when this is all happening, this is this is a theory that's going around everywhere that uh, Will is the reason why he's upset is because everybody forgot his birthday. But the Duffin brothers just kind of like, was like, no, that's not the theory. We actually forgot to change the date on that because that was the time that they were actually filming during uh, the whole three-year period so when they were filming they were filming filming during march during april or whatever uh they left the date on there 
and they forgot that oh that's will's birthday we should have removed that and changed the date but they didn't catch it until after oh, it aired no. but how i do don't know forget that, but whatever. so how do you forget will's birthday up uh, first of all you're the one creating this stuff and you forget will's birthday like bruh yeah. someone could have brought him at least a cake or at least bought him a fucking shake because only 11 and mike had a shake he didn't have no shake he, there was nothing sitting on the table like Is he was Will like even real he probably didn't even exist he probably still stuck in the upside down but just sitting there with them like <sighs> casually Ooh, ooh, hey. maybe maybe but that was a fun little though. easter egg. <laughs> that was a fun little easter egg that i that i saw on um on Twitter and on TikTok, I've been scrolling mean, and seeing an un Easter egg. An un Easter egg, <laughs> Easter egg. But uh, going more further into the story, um, it goes. We get we get to see Elle in a very vulnerable state. She cries about what happened because this is the first time she's ever been picked on because she's never dealt with a lot of human interactions. Only in the three four years that she's been out from. From eight from seventy nine to then on, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> really didn't see a lot of background with her communicating with kids. Even then, like it was just kind of hard for her to communicate. Um, we go into a cutscene where we're back with I think we're back with Nancy and Fred. They're just kind of still, still trying to Nancy, things. yeah, Nancy drew stuff. Um, they, they see the dad sitting at the bench. Oh, yes. okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And we get an honorable mention for um, uncle. Is it? Yeah, the uncle that was there that saw everything happen. And they get to talk about what we now know of is Mr. Vic Creel is someone Victor that was Creel. a with Victor Creel that was a mass murderer, not mass murderer, but someone that murdered his family we get an honorable mention for the boogeyman is mentioned is what they say uh, nod to michael myers because around this time the film was already out i think the first film was in yeah. 76 yeah it was uh we get a nod at the boogeyman yeah Sorry, 78 there you michael go myers. no you're good 78 um, we talk about the uh, we talk about Michael Myers a little bit. Talk about the little boogeyman, and then we lose Fred out of nowhere. Like he just disappears. We hear the That's clock. That's he goes chiming. in the woods, right? Yeah, he goes to the woods because he hears the clock chiming, and this is when we figure out, oh shit, maybe Fred is next in this because he hears the chime. He goes to the woods. He sees the like this dreamlike state where he sees something in front of him. It's a casket and like all these people just point at him like murderer, murderer and like zombies and shit. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. That's intense. This is more of a horror show now when you're watching that. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it feels like. And then we get, Hopper back at the concentration camp after this whole cut thing because we don't get full in depth of what's going on with Fred. We go back into Hopper concentration camp. Uh, we see him communicating, like you know, with everyone around the guard there, 
is like, hey, we got to get you out of here, American, or whatever, and then closes the door on him. And I'm like, holy shit, maybe, maybe he's the one helping Hopper get out. Maybe <laughs> what's going on. But we also get Murray and uh, Joyce trying to figure out what's going on with the whole he has his little letter. His big gadget he has that uh, oh yeah has. it's this big gadget that tells you you're in a different state when you're calling yep. and you only have like one to two minutes to keep it under the wraps which is so <laughs> cool because like i'm like murray is really a spy i feel like he works for the government but he's a spy but he just doesn't want to tell people that he's a spy so it's funny. Oh, he's just a hardcore conspiracy theorist. No, he is because he has all his shit like locked up. He always has like six or seven dead bolts and one little hook latch. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I um, that. But yeah, we get in there. They call the number. Um, they're talking to what we know as is Enzo, um, telling her forty thousand dollars. Yuri's fish and fry in Alaska. And uh, he can, she can help get his friend uh, unstuck. And I'm like, what? What is this unstuck? What are you talking about? We have a lady screaming in the background at him, you know, to get off the fucking phone. The pay phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and he says, two days, $40,000. $40,000. Yuri's fish fry, don't call this number again. And that's how the conversation ends because they wanted to know if Hopper was alive. They can't talk to Hopper because he's stuck. So they're all freaking out. They're trying to figure out what that girl or the lady was saying in the back. Figures out that it's slang, whatever she's talking about, is for trash or what they would normally call the police over there, pigs. And it clicks. And they're like, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. It's a prison guard trying to help them get out. And it sounds like something that Hopper would do to bribe a fucking prison guard. And they're like, Joyce is running out and she's like, I have to go to the bank to go get $40,000. And my right mind, I'm like, how the fuck is she going to get $40,000 out of the bank? Yeah, that's like, what I was thinking too. I'm just like, uh, like we can barely get, I was like, <laughs> now we can barely get $1,000 out of the bank without them holding yeah. it for two days. But 40, 40K in like yeah. an hour? I don't know. That doesn't sound I guess easy. in the 80s, I guess it sounds, I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh, what do you need it for? Oh, I need to get my boyfriend out of jail. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get you your money. Right. That is true. Yeah. I'm like, what it doesn't sound reasonable, but I guess back in the day that's what something that they would have that, that they were able to do. So I give them kudos if they could, because I want 40k like that, man. <laughs> but um we get all of them all together. That is, we go back to Hawkins, we get Dustin, we get Max, we get Robin, we get Steve all together looking Is that for, when they're at the trailer park, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah no. Okay. Wait. Wait, no. Is it? Not yet. They're all together trying to look for Eddie. Because oh, at they the video store. Out, video store. Yeah, at the video store still. They're looking for Eddie. They find out where he may possibly be. At the same time, Jason, Chrissy's boyfriend, finds out that it's Eddie. The police is saying Eddie did it, and he's freaking out. They they go on this freak hunt, is what they call it, freak hunt to find mm -hmm. Eddie at the same time that Dustin, Max, 
Steve and um, and Robin are going to look for Eddie. So we have two manhunts going at the same time, one for a good reason, one for a bad reason. Lucas is in the middle of this because he's friends with them and Eddie, and then he's friends with them. So he wants to be a part of the cool kids. He joins along, which is kind of sad, but hmm. um, <laughs> we'll get into that later. But um, he has to pick a side and he picks this side right now because it's in his, in his best interest. So we see that they actually find where Eddie's living at. They go to Reaper Rick's house. Uh, see that there's pe- someone there's eating in the here. House. There's no one in yeah. the house, but there's people. That it's, it looks like someone was there because there's food. Yep. There's everything going on. And then they go to the boathouse that's in the back. And Steve oh, that finds, suspicious. Steve <laughs> finds a oar. Little, oh, that was funny. Or and he's over here trying he to dig it. at the at the <laughs> boat with the little thing over it. And Justin's like, he's not in there. Like, if he's not here, he's not here. He probably ran off because he saw lights and everything everywhere. So, where is he? Fucking Eddie pops up out of nowhere with a damn switchblade. <laughs> I did not like, expect that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a fucking fuck you up, Henderson. And I'm like, I'm not Henderson. I'm fucking Steve. Like. Bro. They have very similar last names. They Harrington. do. Harrington, Harrington and, and Henderson. And I'm like, not Steve, not my boy. I was already thinking in my not head. Not my homie like, Steve. <laughs> not Steve. Not now. Not episode two, bro. But Justin's like, Eddie, he's friends with me. Like, don't do this. Not him. We're here to help you. And <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, we swear on Justin's mom. And I was like, I don't swear on Justin's mom. I like Justin's mom. She's cool. She's the one with the four cats. Come Who's on, man. I forgot. Uh, Justin, he was like, I swear I swear on my mom. And then everyone's like, yeah, 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 on Justin's mom. On Justin's mom. And I'm like, y'all guys agree with him, bro? But <laughs> Because she's the sweetest lady. Like, you wouldn't swear on the sweetest lady. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But... They get Eddie to calm down. They get Eddie to explain the story of what happened. In the midst of this is happening, Fred is wandering the woods. And then he finds, I guess, this car that's on fire and someone yelling at him for help. Mm -hmm. And we finally get the backstory of Fred and why he has the scar on his face. And we realize that... Living with trauma. He, his trauma that he he possibly maybe killed someone and we just don't even know who it is, who this person is. And then we get him in this grave that's just like... He falls, in a grave. He falls yeah, into yeah. a grave and there's a hole. To me, the same hole that Hopper was in when he was chasing down the Demodogs. It looks like it, you know. Oh, so... I was freaking out because maybe that's another Easter egg. Like, hey, there's a hole, you know. And Vecna, this fucking villain of the fucking story, is just coming slowly but surely down this hall. And I'm like, nah, not Fred. Not Fred, man. And he doesn't give much conversation to Fred. He's just like, it's your time. Let's go. And I was like, holy shit. Like, Chrissy, he gave, like, Chrissy, it's your Do time. Do a whole speech and all this. Yeah, shit. and I'm like, yeah. 
And then with Fred, he just kind of goes with it like, but we're done. And like, he's in the middle of the road, the middle of fucking nowhere in the road and like dies, fucking dies. Like, how do you find like poor Fred? Like he had no one, like literally no one there to see his death. And he just dies out in the middle. Suck the life out of him, whatever he dies. As Eddie is explaining his story on what he saw with Chrissy to the whole group as this is going on. And then Dustin is like, hey, I'm going to explain something to you that we all have seen that may not make sense to you. And he may not believe it or anything like that. Yeah. But they know that they believe Eddie because they feel like there's something that really did happen. And they go into depth like, hey, did you see dust particles? Did you see um, some weird monster? Like, what did you see? And Eddie's like, no, I've never seen nothing before like this. Like, it's just something weird, man. Something really weird. And Dustin's like, "Uh, a wizard. A dark wizard. And thus is the name that we get now for our villain, which is Vecna. The curse of Vecna. Vecna and the title of this episode, which is the title of the episode. Um, crazy because all of this is happening, and then we go back to California. Eleven is the eleven is crying in a fucking supply closet. Mike is looking through the girls' restroom trying to find Eleven, which I shouldn't be doing, but you know, Will's like, "Did you see anything in there?" He's like, "No, I didn't see her in there." Why didn't you do it, Will? You know, but. Hey, we all know. Um, we finally see Eleven stick up for herself. She goes to tell Angela, like, hey, Angela. She went from one extreme to the other. Yes. So we go to Eleven sticking up for herself. Hey, Angela, I want you to go apologize to me. Apologize to my boyfriend and just say, it was just a joke. It was just a prank. And she pulled out the dead car the dead dad card and that's what triggered me and she's like oh, oh, yeah. what are you gonna do you're gonna go stitch to a teacher but there's no teacher here what are you gonna do go cry to your dad oh wait oh, and all the friends are laughing i'm just like it's on site you know, this whole this whole like i guess story reminds me of that movie uh carrie remember that movie carrie yes um, you know she got bullied and she had powers and you know you know. so, yeah. yeah, that's what I was ho- ho- hoping and expecting that was going to happen. But like, since she doesn't have her powers, she can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So we go to the next best thing. So Angela's walking away. <laughs> Eleven goes to this guy that's putting on his skate, grabs his skate. And like the boss girl that she is, she's all, hey, Angela. She turns around, gets the skate and bah right on angela's face she falls down to the ground everyone's like all in shock everyone's like what just happened and the boys are on the opposite side of the ring while this is going on they hear angela cry come running angela sits up she's cut from eyebrow to half of her nose gushing greatest thing just 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 scene <laughs> best scene i have to say hands down that's my favorite scene like yep. you, you know what's funny about that like in general i was just like wow that was such like an overkill like 
I get what they're trying to do with Eleven. Like, Eleven's never not have powers. So, I guess maybe even mentally she feels like she's weak. Like, even weaker than a normal human. Um, it was just crazy to me that she didn't stand up for herself, like, whatsoever. And then when she finally does, it was just like, I'm going to get this skate and I'm going to bust your face in. Like, it wasn't even just like a punch, a swing. You know, I'm going to... Nothing, man. Like, I mean, it was good because, yeah, she was definitely an asshole. Definitely deserved to get hurt. Yeah. I was thinking more about her safety as like criminal consequences, which is they would yes. kind of bring up a little bit more after the fact. But still, like, I was like, dang, like, that's crazy. She's going to prison. <laughs> She's going to jail, bro. But yeah. we see it all happen. We get Mike yelling at her, like, what did you do? And we get a flashback a little bit, like, uh, not flashback, but like kind of like a flash on the screen of what happened back on episode one at the beginning. So it's kind of like, damn, okay, like this is what's happening. This is what's going on. Maybe in my mind, I'm like, maybe she did do that. Shit. Like, you know, like she had this much anger. If she had the powers, would she be able to do that? Like, damn. So right. we get... We get Jonathan and Argyle picking him up high as fuck <laughs> during this because they were out smoking. Uh, what it what what kind of weed did they say they were smoking? Some kind of like got a pineapple turn upside down kind of cake shit. But they were smoking some good shit from what Argyle was making it seem like. Um, I forgot to even mention in this episode that we find out that Jonathan didn't apply. To the school that Nancy went to, so there was never a letter yep. that. I got my notes too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was never a letter that he was waiting on. He just didn't want to fuck yeah. up Nancy's life, and they got high as shit because Jonathan was like, "Oh, I mean, our guy was like, oh shit, you're putting all this trauma on me, and it ain't even my girlfriend, man. Like, go <laughs> you get high. Smoke some of that Kush. There you go. He's like, you need to go smoke that good shit. Go get, go get whatever he said. Go get it." They get high as shit because you yeah, find but out. I think that's kind of like you know, that's just the normal adult <clears throat> shit, you know, like when when couples don't talk about like their futures and what they're gonna do together, like that's exactly what happens. It's like, well, I thought I'd just go to college, but then I did some real soul searching. I realized I don't want to go to that college. Like that's not what I want to do with my life. Yeah, but he's he's. He can't tell her, man. He can't tell her because he knows what it means. It means, well, it doesn't mean he has to break up with her, but it's going to make the relationship harder than it probably already is. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just drama. I've never really liked Jonathan. He's always been such a female to me. It's not like, he's not like my man, Steve over here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> my man, Steve. <laughs> God. So we get them all in Argyle's uh, delivery van. And um, they're talking about what happened initially. Like, Argyle's making the joke, bro, what if it was an ice skate? And Jonathan's like, dude, that would have cut her head clean off. And, like, all the kids are just sitting there like, He's oh, like, oh no, it's it's a rubber, it's a rubber skate. They don't even do that much damage. Like, you know how often that happens? Like, yeah. They actually changed it to rubber skates because of how often it happened. Yeah. To so save like, the damage. It was fucking crazy. Like crazy, crazy. They get home. 
Murray's cooking up some penne or tortellini, whatever fucking Italian shit that he's making, which is so good. Uh, Joyce is like talking to them about the business trip that she has to take to Alaska all of a sudden because she can't. Yeah, and and Argyle and Jonathan are just sitting there high as fuck, like. Just so you know, we're dipping in this in the episode three. Oh, we are. (laughs) No, we're not. Wait. We are. Uh, Oh my god, we are because that is in episode three. Okay, so we're gonna have to edit that that out. Edit that out. So we end off with Brett dying, right? (laughs) Okay, so we end off with the whole scene with them. Damn. Just cut the last 20 minutes. Last 20 minutes. Fuck. 10 minutes, actually. More like Damn. 10 minutes, actually. It was a 10 minutes. I was like, oh, we could just leave it in. And then oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, <laughs> mm, we'll brief into it. But we already know that Fred dies. We find Eddie. There's a manhunt going on for Eddie um, with uh, with Jason and the boys from the basketball team. Lucas is a part the, of that. We hear the name Victor Creel, so now they have a new lead for who may be causing these deaths because his death is similar to a death that happened back in the 1950s. Yeah. Um, and so they think that it may be that guy, Victor Creel, again because that's exactly how his victims were killed. Yeah. Um, like she was. So, But Victor Creel at this point would be like a 70, 80-year-old man, so... But, you know, they still follow the lead and they're still kind of going with it. They're thinking, okay, this may be it. So with Nancy's investigative mind, she's like, okay, this is great. Um, But we see Fred die, which is sad. But that is pretty much the ending of that episode, too. We get more detail. We find Hopper. We find Eddie. We talk about Alaska and 40K. What else are we missing? In the very end, I think they kind of figure out, like what you said before, that he's a wizard. Um, so they name him Vecna, and then you get a pretty good shot of Vecna with all his tentacles yes. all around in, him. In a, fucking, shit, yeah. in a house that we don't even know who, who whose house it is in the upside down, whatever it may be. But that's pretty much what we get out of episode two. We did sneak peek a little bit of episode three. But, you know, it is what it is in this one. <laughs> but um, we have to talk about, at this moment, who's your favorite character as we speak? And you cannot say Steve. Oh, Steve dear. is not included in this one. <laughs> because we all know that's all our favorite, to be honest. But still, after episode two, favorite character going through. Probably Steve. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Probably maybe Dustin because I like how he's starting to, you know, he's the one who's starting to investigate and all this and that. Because Max is the one that kind of started it, but Max and Dustin's like, no, we're doing this. We have to, you know. Look, yeah, uh, but I have to be. Shit, so. I have to be honest. I think uh, Dustin's becoming a character that I really, I. I've enjoyed him before because he seems like he's just more uh, more mature than his uh, other friends. Like he's still a kid, obviously, but he always kind of seems like the way he talked was like more thought out. Like I remember, you know, back in I think it was season two when him and uh, when Mike and Lucas were fighting, um, Dustin was kind of like the mediator, and he was just like, well, like. He did this, and I was like, "Yeah, he did do that." 
And he's like, so you're admitting he's wrong. And he's like, yeah, he definitely was wrong. But you're also wrong, and you threw the first punch. So you have to go apologize and shake his hand. Like, that's just the rules. Like, I don't, like, I see your point, but it doesn't change the fact that you swung first or that you drew blood first. Like, yeah. he's such a mature kid. Like, he, like, at, like, not that he analyzed the whole situation, but he's always done that since, like, the beginning to, like, now. But he's also very kid-like, like, doing something dumb, like keeping a dimmy dog and raising it, basically, when he should have been like, <laughs> hey, this is probably not the best idea. You know, but he's a kid. He's curious. He doesn't, he wants to, you know, figure these things out. And then, um, you know, same thing in this season, you know, you see him, he's even more mature. You know, he has a girlfriend now and, you know, that's also a sign of maturity that he, you know, he, he wanted to be in a relationship. He's in a relationship. He's obviously very faithful and in love and, you know, likes his chick and, you know, there's just so He's just been a really cool character. It's been really cool watching him kind of grow. Um, and kind of, it's kind of funny too, because uh, him and like Steve have this like, you know, best friend kind of Bro dynamic the yeah, going, going, on. going on. But like Steve obviously acts a little bit older than Dustin, but like, it's like Dustin's always trying to mimic Steve a little bit too. So he, it's like, sometimes it's like, he's trying to be more mature because he wants to be more like Steve and also be mature and like that type of guy that Steve is. And so it's always just a funny dynamic when they hang out because uh, I think maybe at this point he's trying to either he's trying to correct Steve for like falling off a path maybe being a little more softer than he should be. So he's kind of giving him more crap this season, it seems like, but also like maybe he's just trying to be his own man finally and trying to like, push himself off the Steve wagon and trying to be like, I want to be myself. I don't want to have to just be someone that's always having to follow this other guy or look up to this other guy when I can be my own man. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it's just, like I said, it's interesting. He's been one of my favorite characters uh, to watch grow and keep growing, you know, throughout these uh, seasons. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Because to see his uh, character development growth, is really nice because like i said you see him mature so well and it's funny because i feel like there's a good steve and a bad steve and i feel like the bad steve is over here sleeping and banging uh what is it uh smashing cores and banging whores pretty much like he's just out here uh sleeping with yes so he's like smashing chicks and he can't get himself straight because of after the whole thing with nancy he couldn't he can't figure out because i feel like he feels like maybe she's the one that got away, but he's not going to say it because he's not going to admit it because he's a man. And Dustin's like, I'm faithful and I'm loyal to this girl. I'm going to be with this girl. My girl's a certified genius. Like, I'm in love. And he even says it when he's on the phone with Steve, whenever they're asking about the whole D&D &D stuff. Um, like, hey, why don't you just move your date this one time? Because it really doesn't mean anything to you anyways. And he's all, yeah, it does mean something to me. Like, I really like her. And he's all, you're just mad because I have another man best friend. And you're just not <laughs> it. And Steve's like, I'm going to let you go. And he's all, I'll call you back. I'll call you back. Customers came in. He's like, you can't call me back. I'm at school. And didn't finish his conversation. But that, I think that's where, yeah. And that's where he triggered the, you know, telling Steve like, hey, man, when I need you, you can't help me. But when you need me, I can go and help you. 
So I feel him being more mature now and like, well, not mature when he flicks the bird off at the phone, but you know, um, he, you could see him kind of grow and develop and you can see him like, he's kind of like Steve, but like in a, what the good Steve would be. He's taking like all the good qualities of Steve. Yeah. All the good qualities of Steve. You can see into Dustin, and we just haven't seen that in Steve yet. Hopefully, yeah. we get to see him, see more of it. Like, it would be nice, too, because... Well, you haven't really seen none of the bad qualities of Steve uh, in the series, but... Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, you have. In season two, when him... Season one and season two, when he bullies Jonathan, he was mean. And then well, season, season two... One. I was talking about this season. In oh, particular. this season. Oh, I was no. like, no, we're just talking in general now. No, I'm just kidding. We're not gonna we're not gonna grill Steve. This is not the season. But Steve he does room. say, you know, when he's talking to Robin in the car in season in episode one, you know, he can say he's like, Is life just meaningless sex? So you can kinda you can kind of see that his right now his love life is just banging random whores and just having well random girls sorry banging random girls and just having fun with his love or not having fun but trying to find love but he doesn't know and you know it may be rooted in the fact that you know he does actually still care about robin and maybe still thinks there's a chance or you know maybe he doesn't want to do that you know because he's always hanging out with robin it's pretty obvious that they became pretty good friends uh over that time frame you know became all better friends over that time frame you know just by the way they're talking in the car you know they seem to know a lot about each other's personal lives and basically even says like you're just repeating back to me what i told you a few weeks ago is like yeah you should take your own advice like yeah obviously like best friend kind of like material but you know he still cares about his best friend you know he still likes her and he can't be with her so it's probably something toying toil tolling with a toll it's taking on him and then also you know Nancy's coming back into the picture so he's just kind of like well i guess if i can't be with this girl then i could maybe be with this girl yeah, he's uh, all, I'm gonna shoot my shot, and if I get shit on for it, it's okay. It's all good because, as he's always been known as, is like the protector or like the babysitter for the kids and everything. But like, I kind of want to see Steve in a different light, like a different, like not taking care of the kids all the time, sticking up for himself. And I hope that's what's gonna happen for him this season. But the character development that they're doing for individual characters, which is nice that we haven't seen a lot of. Like, we always saw a lot of Will, we always saw a lot of Mike, and we always saw a lot of L. Like, those are the three main ones we always saw all the time. Now we're getting more of a story with Lucas. We're getting more of a story with Dustin. We're getting more story with Max. Uh, with Max, Nancy. Like, we're getting more of their stories, little by little. It's nice. It's really nice to see. I mean, Stephen, we get why. we get uh, every every season, we get a little bit of Stephen, but, like, I feel like now we're getting like, oh, he's sleeping with all these girls, all these senior girls right now because they're all traveling and going out of college. But we get to see a little bit more of that, which is nice. My man. My man. (laughs) (laughs) I told you he's he's, he's doing good. That's why Steve should not get killed off. There you go. See him find true love, right? See, and that's why I think they're gonna kill him all, or not. Oh, here we go. Off, but think that it may happen because, like, this relationship that might be being built. You know, it's kind of like it's a reason for him to sacrifice. Because right Maybe. now, oh well, we can't. 
whatever happens later on. But what happened later on with Nancy, you know, there may be a reason for him to have to sacrifice himself. You yeah. know, be, and they they've yeah, they built the, they've laid the bed that you know they they really do care about each other still, and that you know there's a possibility and. You know, he may just be like, you know what, I do care about this girl. Although I felt like Steve would do it for anybody, so that's not that's not even really fair. Like, yeah. if, if there was a chance for Steve to save someone else and risk his own life, he would do it because he's done it multiple times for the kids. You know, yeah. Especially if it was Dustin, he'd probably sacrifice himself, and that's another one too. Oh, like no, Dustin. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah. Dustin's never really in trouble. Trouble, but. You know, except with the Russians, but you know, but they kind of hint in there, like you know, just uh, you know, that well, we could talk about it in the other episodes whenever they can, <laughs> yeah. everything. Anyway, I'm but done talking. Any, about any, who, any, who, um, your favorite scene in this episode are these two past episodes that we've done, episode one and episode two. What is your favorite scene so far? Um. Say one and two. One and two. I still have to give the honorable mention of the fucking roller skate, bro. Like that was just set up the right way. But one of my like favorite scenes is honestly the first killing because of the way that they set it all up. Like yeah. it just it just went so well. And then just hearing Eddie I always get stuck in my head now when I get up, like, wake up, Chrissy. I don't like this like i have it stuck in my head every time i'm getting up i'm like damn i'll have to get up because eddie said i have to get up so he's telling me to get up my name's not even chrissy and i'm like nah eddie's telling me to get up so i have to get up already yeah but, for sure between both episodes if i had to pick one like scene like in my opinion it just yeah it's a roller skating scene like that girl deserves what what happened to her honestly so like i mean yeah it's my favorite scene so yeah <laughs> I've always kind of been a, a dialogue person. So the dialogue between uh, Argyle and uh, Jonathan was pretty, like, hilarious. Like, whatever he, like, he's like, dude, you're stressing me out. And it's not even my chick. Like, you know what you need to do? You, you need to go to the, what do I need to do, bro? He's all, like, he's freaking out. He's like, what do I need to do? He's like, you need to go smoke. He's like, uh... Right now, he's like, "Yes, right now, go to the trunk." And he's like, "Okay." And he like turns around. He's and, like, on the back in the front seat, like get the shit. Know, like, he's all doing it in a panic too, and it's just hilarious, you know, watching that whole scene just unfold is funny. And then, like to me, anytime Dustin and Steve have banter's are pretty funny. So when Dustin first comes oh, yeah. into the video store, he's just like, "How many phones you got?" And he's like, oh, "About six. And he's like, "All right," throws his bag over, and he's like, "Dude." <laughs> Like <laughs> fucking hilarious. Like and he's just, just there. They just talk shit to each other and it's just so funny. Like, you know, like I guess like brothers and brothers do in a sense, you know, they're just like like man, I hate this kid, but I love him. Like freaking little bastard. Goddamn. So <laughs> um, what do we have next? So we did favorite scene, character, build up, oof. And we talked about who, do we talk about who we think is going to die next, even though we're uh, already in the episode two? A little bit, because I just yeah. was talking, I did my whole, yeah, we talked about, yeah. yeah, my whole Steve theory. But that Damn would it. suck. Damn. Like, it would suck if anyone died, to be honest. Like, but Steve? Yeah. <laughs> you, you literally, you're, you got me thinking what you said earlier about, like, maybe Steve's going to sacrifice himself for Dustin. 
for Dustin. Who knows? Maybe. The same. Damn. I, like, I mean, it, I it, it, yeah, I'm probably not. You know, it's funny too, because like, you know, TV shows try not to be not TV shows, but any a movie, TV show, writers don't like to be predictable. So it's like if he sacrificed himself for Nancy, it's almost too predictable. Like, yeah, we all know that what would have happened. But if he sacrifices himself for anyone else, like it's not as predictable. Like even Billy sacrificing himself for L wasn't really like I can't really explain it, but in the in the way I felt by the time everything he does, he didn't really sacrifice himself for L. He sacrificed himself because he knew he was in the wrong and he wanted to repent for his sins. So he turned around and tried to stop the monster with whatever he thought he could or, you know, with what life he had left or what choice he had left, at least in yeah. the end. So it wasn't for L or really for... It was for everyone in a sense, but it was also for himself to repent for the bad things that he had done. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he sacrificed himself for L. And it's like, well, he sacrificed himself for everyone because he he knew he did wrong and he he had a moment of clarity in the, at the end and yeah. um but yeah, yeah. but for like Steve it would have to be for someone in specific cuz i can't imagine in a scenario where everyone's going to die <laughs> you're right you're right you're right um know. that's that's a lot damn I didn't even think of that shit. Now I'm gonna have oh, to watch. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and look and be like, "Damn, this is this is maybe this may be the moment." No, it's not it. Or this is the moment. Damn, no, that's not it. And then when we're watching episode eight and nine when it does release on July first, we're gonna sit down and be like, "This was the moment Quintus was saying, and it happened, bro." I'm gonna cry. Be like, "How do you know? You have some kind of tap with." With the Duffin Brothers, and then you're not telling us. I honestly just want it to be Eddie. Like, not because I don't like him as a character, but because he is a new character. And I'm just like, you always kill off the new characters. So why would you kill off Steve? Kill off nah, the new guy. No, nah, justice like, for Eddie, man. Nah, it's going to be Murray. I got Murray. Okay. Murray's going to kill off. He has Murray. But, I still have Lucas because, you know, he's still a dick in this episode. So we'll figure it out, man. Y'all like, ever seen the, the movie uh, Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell? Oh, yes. So at the, you know, the whole idea of the movie is that, you know, this chick has to write a story and, you know, by the end of the story, she has, she always kills someone and it's basically like what brings the whole story together in a sense, like death. That was her, yeah. basically her theme was death. And there's kind of some truth to that, you know, that if, if you become that TV show where you don't kill off anyone, then you're just that TV show who doesn't kill off any of the main characters. It starts to get boring. You're like, you know, oh, everyone else keeps dying except for those main guys. But when you kill off a main character, it make it gives the, the story more depth. Yeah. And that's and so far, they haven't killed off any main characters. And I watched an interview recently. I don't think I think it might have been with the brothers, but it might have been with the cast. But they're like, yeah, you haven't killed off anyone significant in these in these things. And he's like, yeah, they want to, but every time they're about to, they're like, oh, we love this character too much. We're not gonna do it. Scratch it off. Put Eddie's name there. Like, <laughs> and no. Then, and so, like to me, it's just one of those things too, where it's like, this is it. This is the season where they have to kill someone major to make it significant. Well, because, not because there's one more, 
there's one more season coming up and you don't want to kill anyone significant on the last season unless it's going to tie the whole thing together like maybe a hopper dies or something trying to save everyone or something because he's he's older he's he's came 360 you know something like that you know that kind of story might work but someone significant could die in this one and someone significant could die in the next one but it couldn't be one of the kids like in the last one, like you're going to have Lucas and everyone survive all the way to the end. And then you're going to kill off one of them. Like, and they're just kids. Like, no, everyone's going to hate that ending. No one's going to like yeah. that. But if you killed off one of them right now in season four, you're going to feel bad. You know, it's going to, it's going to marinate. And then the next one's going to happen. And, you know, they're going to just be like, you build a bridge, you get the fuck over it. season five guys. It's going to drop this day. Um, <laughs> like th- we, we know that when it comes to like killing off a main character, especially when it in films, it's hard because fans take it very personal because he's uh, not personal, but more of an emotional state. Um, I will give cue to the walking dead. Uh, the whole scene with Abraham, whenever, um, is it Abraham? Yeah, with Abraham, and then you had uh, Glenn when you Negan, had Negan yeah. killing them. We all thought not everyone popped whenever it was Abraham because we kind of figured, oh, it's going to go with the whole um, comic book because Abraham dies the way that with the Bat Lucille. And when Glenn gets hit, you heard like all oh. over the world that episode, like you heard the, the gas, yeah, everywhere because that was something that happened and then after that episode aired everyone just kind of was like oh well glenn died oh abraham died all right next season yeah we were okay like viewership definitely dropped after that yeah but i was that wasn't that wasn't really the complete reason (laughs) another reason that viewership dropped for that is basically like the way they wrote it rick took this whole story arc to be a badass basically and then he got put in his place in a sense and he was a bitch for the whole season well, he like submitted. everyone hated it. Yeah, he, he submitted. Everyone hated it. You but know? that's in the sense. That's what I'm thinking may happen if they do it too early on. Like if they do it, well, I mean, now it's not too early on because we're going on to like, you know, the last season that they may do before season five. But maybe if they did kill him off, you know, I would say do a two for one deal if you're going to do it. If If they kill Steve then Dustin has to come back like super buff and like with a bat and everything. He has to be the new protector. Like he has to switch roles because that's what I've said before is there's nobody that takes Steve's role yet either. Like Eddie already basically said he's a coward, you know, before. He did mention that. So so who's going to take the mantle of protector if Steve's not around? Like the females? Like... Robin's a strong, independent woman. Not that females can't protect themselves, but, like, you know, it's 1986, bro, and they're still, like, wearing dresses, man. (laughs) You're right. Uh, I'm all tuned in next week to find out, like, who actually survives and dies for episode three. No. But, in instance, uh, I guess that's what's going to wrap it up. We'll leave it off with, will Steven die? Give us an answer or not. And make sure you like, subscribe to where we're going to post this all over our podcast platforms that you can listen to. And then also on YouTube, you'll have the video version there. You can like and subscribe down there at Emo Wall Productions. Uh, hit the bell to be notified to 
you know, when we're going to drop our next episode to this. Um, go ahead and plug in your social medias once again, guys. So I just, I just want to say I'm going to miss you, Steve. You're oh, going to make me so much money in the future. <laughs> God, yeah. Honest. Um, yeah, my name is Mr. Fuentes. I do uh, rap music. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you stream music. Uh, just search Mr. Fuentes, Mr. F-U-E-N-T-E-S. Um, and then Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Mr. Fuentes361. And uh, again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I think we're kind of getting the groove of this. So thank y'all for sticking sticking through us for that. And then episode three, I think, is going to be very more polished. <laughs> A cohesive unit. But uh go ahead, Drew. Uh my social media is at Drew Dread, Twitter underscore at Drew Dread, Facebook, Drew Dread, uh YouTube, Drew Dread. Uh yeah, I'm really excited for uh the next couple episodes and I'm obviously really looking forward. I just like there's some nights where I'm just like, damn, what do I watch? Like I need to watch something like new. I'm just waiting for the new. I just want to quit my job for two weeks and sleep, you know. (laughs) Just stay inside and rewatch everything. Um, But yeah, can't wait for it. Man, I am Annie. Um, uh, my social media is tm underscore wt underscore photography. Um, my Facebook is just under Tiffany Marie Hernandez, two e's for the Marie. we are under the brand Emo Sawal Productions that has other podcasts that you can listen to, like Wrestler of the Week for Wrestling Tacos. Uh, we have Friday the 14th. Friday the 14th, U, what is it? UHD? UHD. UHD. Underrated horror. Wait, wait. No, I forgot. But uh, they uh, review horror movies and everything as well. Um, for everything else, I mean, Hopefully we get this squared away. I'm excited for see, uh, for the rest of the season. I'm excited, definitely excited for the Notorious episode three and four. Well, episode four to be exact. The Notorious episode that everyone's been talking about everywhere. Uh, I won't mention. So we'll re- be reviewing that Ready in the next couple of, <laughs> couple of weeks. Uh, once we get a schedule situated and everything, we'll figure everything out from there. But till then, tune in our little health fire little guys, and we'll catch y'all guys in the next one. Bye. <laughs> Peace.